Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Three men in a boat to say nothing of the dog by Jerome K. Jerome. Chapter 6. Kingston instructed remarks on early English history, interactive observations, observations on carved oak and life in general, sad case of striving junior, muslings of integrity. I forgot that I am steering. Forget I am steering. Interesting result. Hampton Court Mays Harris as a guide. It's a glorious morning, late spring or early summer. Who care to take it? When the dainty grey sheen of grass and leaf is blotting to a deeper green, the year seems like a fair young maid, trembling with strange waking pulses on the brink of womanhood. The quaint back streaks of Kingston, where they came down to the water's edge, looked quite picturesque in the flashing sunlight of a glinting river with its drifting barges, the wooden towpath and trim kept villas on on the other side. Harris in a red and orange blazer, grunting away at skulls, the distant glimpse of the old palace of the Tudors, 
all made a sunny picture, so bright but calm, so full of life. It's a peaceful, early in the day, though it was, I felt myself being dreamily lulled off to a mosing fit. I moved on Kingston, or Kingston, as it was once called in days when Saxon kings were crowned there. Great Caesar crossed the river there, and Roman regions camped upon its sloping land, outland. Caesar, like in many later years, Elizabeth, seems to have stopped everywhere, only he was more respectable than good old Bess. He didn't put up at public houses. She was nuts on public houses, was England's virgin queen. There is scarcely a pub of, of any attractions. Within ten miles of London, she doesn't not seem to have looked in at or stopped or slept at at some time or another. One day now, supposing Harris, say, turned over a new leaf and became a great and good man, got to be Prime Minister and died. If they had put up signs over the public great over the public houses that he patronised, Harris had a glass of bitter in his house. Harris had two of Scotch cold here in the summer of 88. Harris is shut out from here in December 1886. No, there will be too many of them. It will be the house is that never, ent- never entered that will become famous. Only house in South London that Harris never had a drink in. People would flock to see what could have been the matter with it. How poor weak, weak-minded King Edward we must have hated King Kingston. The coronation feast been too much for him. Maybe Boar's head stuffed with silver plums to agree with him. It wouldn't with me, I know. Enough to stack the mead. So he slipped from the lazy, lazy revel to steal quite moonlight hour, beloved Evergreen. Perhaps with a case of them standing hand in hand, they were watching the calm moonlight by the river, while the distant hills of boisterous reverie floating and busted Broken buzz, paint haunted den and tumult. A brutal Odo and St. Dunstan forced their rude way to quiet room, hurled coarse insults at sweet faced queen, a poor dragged poor Edward back to the Lloyd cham- chamber to drunken ball. A year later to clash of battle music. Saxon kings and Saxon reverie were buried side by side. The king's greatest passed away, the time to rage once more. The Compton Court became the palace of the Tudors and the Stuarts. The royal barges strained at their moorings, the river's bank. A bright-coloured cloaked gradients swaggered down in the water's steps to cry, What furry ho, gazooks, gavremancy. Many of the old houses round about speak very brightly of those days when Kingston was a royal borough, and nobles and courtiers lived there. Near their king, the long road to the palace gates was grey all day, with clanking steel and prancing palfreys, and rustling silks and violets and fair faces, large and spacious houses with their oral lattice windows, their huge fireplaces, their gabled roofs with a breathe. Of the days of the hose and doublet, a pearl embodied stomach cases and complicated oaths. They were, they were uprised in the days when men knew how to build. The hard red bricks were only grown, more firmly set with time. Their old stairs do not creak and grunt. They try to go down them quietly. Being in the oak staircases remind me, reminds me there is a magnificent carved oak staircase in one of the houses in Kingston. It's shot now. 
the marketplace, because he wants to mention some great personage. A friend of mine who lives at Kingston went in there to buy a hat one day. In a fortunate moment, put it, his hand, hand in his pocket and paid for it there and then. Shopman, he knows my friend. Was actually a little staggered at first, but quickly recovering himself, feeling that something ought to be done to encourage this sort of thing. After a hero, we'd like to see some fine old car, oak, carved oak. My friend said he would. Shopman up there on, took him through the shop and up staircase of the house. But as there's was a superb piece of workmanship, and the wall all the way up was oak panelled. The carving was done credit to the palace. From the stairs he went into the drawing room, which was a large, bright room decorated with somewhat startling, though cheerful paper of blue ground. There was nothing, however, remarkable for, about the apartment. My friend wondered why he had been brought there. Pariety went up to the paper and tapped it. He gave forth a wooden sound. Oak, he explained. All carved oak, right up to the ceiling, just the same as you saw on the staircase, but by great Caesar, man, exploitated my friend. You don't mean to say you were covered over oak, carved oak with blue wallpaper? Yes, was the reply. Suspensive work had to match board it all over first. Of course, the room looks cheerful now. It was awful gloomy before. I can't say I ought to go and blame the man. His stats are a great leaf to his mind. His point of view would be that of the average householder, designed to take life as lightly as possible, and not that of long crosses he shot manic. There is no reason on his on his side. Carved oak is a very pleasant to look at, and to have a little of it, but no doubt somewhat depressing to live in. For those who fancy does not live that way, it will be like living in a church. No, what was sad in this case, case was that he who didn't care for a carved oak would have, have his should have his drawing room panelled with it. Our people who do not care for it have to pay enormous prices to get it. Seems to be the rule of this world. Each person has what he doesn't want. Other people have what he doesn't. He does want. Married men have wines and don't seem to want them. Young single fellows cry out that they want can't get them. Poor people who can hardly keep themselves have eighty eight hardy children. To rich old couples have no one to leave their money to die childless. Then there are girls, they're lovers. The girls that have lovers never want them. They say they would rather be without them. They, they bother them. They, why don't they go and make love to Miss Smith and Miss Brown, plain and elderly, and haven't got any lovers? They themselves haven't got lovers. They, they never mean, mean to marry. Not, it does not do to dwell on these things. It makes one so sad. There's a boy out of school, we used to call him Sanford and Merton. His real name is Stirvings. He's the most extraordinary lad I ever come across. I believe, he's really, he, believe he really liked to study. Love, like study. He used to get in awful rows for sitting up in his bed, reading Greek as for French regular verbs. There was simply no keeping him away from them. He was full of weird and unnatural notions about being a credit to his parents. An honour to the school. He yearned to win prizes, grow up, to be a clever man, had all those sorts of weak minded ideas. Never knew such a strange creature, creature yet harmless. Mind you, as a babe unborn. Well, that boy used to get ill about twice a week, 
so he couldn't go to school. There never was such a boy to get ill as that Stanford, Stanford and Milton. If there was any known disease, going within ten miles of him, he had it, had it badly. He would take bronchitis in the dog days, have hay fever at Christmas. After, after a six-week period of drought, he would be stricken down by rheumatic fever. He would go out of November fog and come down with sunstroke. They put him under the laughing gas one year, Paul Ed drooled his teeth and gave him a terrible set because he suffered so terribly with toothache. Then he turned he turned to neutrogenia and earache. He was never about without a cold except once for nine weeks where he had a scarlet fever. His way always had chill burns. During the great colleague scale of 1871, David was free from it. Anyone who reported a case of the whole parish, that case was young disturbings. He had to stop in bed when he was ill and ate chicken and custards. Hot house grapes, he would lie there and sob because they wouldn't let him do Latin exercises to his German grammar away from him. And we, the other boys, would have sacrificed ten terms of our school life for the sake of being ill. For a day, I had no desire whatsoever to give our parents an excuse being stuck up about us. Couldn't catch so much as a stiff neck. We followed them out in drafts. It did us good. It freshened us up. And we took things to make us sick. They made us fat and gave us gave us an appetite. Nothing we could think of seemed to make us ill till the holidays began. Then on the breaking up, we caught colds and whopping colds. All kinds of disorders, which lasted to the term we were convinced. But in spite of everything, we could manoeuvre to the contrary. We could, we would let, get sleep well again, and be better than ever. Such is life. We put, we are put, are put as grass that is cut down and put in the oven and baked. To get go back to the carved oak question, there must have been a very notorious, fair notions, artistic and beautiful. Our great grandfather, great, grand, great, great, great grandfathers, why our art treasures today are only the dug up commonplaces, three or four. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thousand years ago, one of his real intrinsic beauty in old soup plates, beer mugs, and can sniffers, they price of now. If so, it's only the halo of age glowing around them that gives them their charms in our eyes. They are blue, they hang around by our walls as ornaments. Well, the common everyday household utensils a few hundred years ago, the pink shepherds and yellow shepherdesses we hand around now for all our friends to gush over, pretending they understand their valued mental ornaments. Her mother of the 18th century would have given the baby to suck when, she cr- when he cried. Will it be the same in the future? The prized treasures of today always be the cheap trifles of the day before. Where rows of our willow pattern dinner plates be arranged by the ch- chimneys. The great, in the year 2000 odd, were the white cups from the with gold rim and beautiful gold flower inside specimens unknown. Our large Sarah James now break in sheer light hardness of spirit. He carefully mended and stood upon a bracket, stood upon a bracket, dusted only by the lady of the house. A tranny dog, an ornament, the bedroom of my old ornaments, the bedroom of my furnished lodgings. The white dog, it reads, its eyes blue, who knows its delicate red, with spots, its head is painfully erect, its expression is admirably carried by the verge of insidiety. I do not admire it myself. Consider it, consider it as a work of art. I just, I may say, it irritates me. Though my friend, no faultless friend is it. You, my landlady yourself, has no admiration for it. Excuses its presence by the circumstances her aunt gave it to, to her. But two hundred time, time, but in two hundred years time, more than probable, that dog will be dug up from somewhere or some other, nice lake, with its tail broken, be sold for old China, put a glass cabinet. Their people will pass it round and mar it. They will be struck by the wonderful depth of colour in the nose. Speculate to how beautiful the bit of tail that was that is lost, no doubt was. We in this age do not see the beauty of that dog. We are too familiar with it. It is like the sunset and the stars. We are not awed by their loneliness. Because they are common in our eyes. So it is with the China that China dog. Two two eight eight people will gush over it. The making of our such dogs will come a lost art. Saying this will wonder how we did it and say how clever we were. 
We shall be referred to lovingly as those grand old artists with that flourished 19th century, produced as China dogs. The sampler, her eldest daughter, did at school, would be spoken of as tapestry in the Victorian art era, and become, be almost priceless. Blue and white mugs of present day, roadside inn, would be haunted, hunted up and all. Cracked and pipe chipped and sold for their weight in gold. Rich people would use them for claret cups. Travellers from Japan would buy them all the presents from Karamsgate. Souvenirs of Margate may have escaped destruction take them back to GDO as ancient English curios. At this point, Harris threw away the skulls, got up, left his seat, sat his back and struck his legs in the air. Among the seat bowed and burned a cinnamon salt. Top hamper jumped up, and all the things came out. I was somewhat surprised, but did not lose my temper. I said pleasantly enough, Holyo, what was that for? What was that? What was that for? Why? Oh, my second vault, so I will not repeat that. What Harris said may have, it may have been to blame, I admit it. But nothing excuses violence of language, coarseness of expression, especially a man who has been carefully brought up. So as I know, Harris has been. I was thinking of other things, I've got, as only one might easily understand. I was steering. The consequences was that we got mixed up, could deal with the towpath. It was difficult to say that for the moment, which was us and which was the Middlesex bank, the river, but we found out after a while, separated ourselves. Harris, however, he said he was done enough for a bit, and proposed that I should take a turn, so we were in, in. I got out and took the tow line and ran the boat on past Hamcom Court, where the dear old wall that is that runs alongside by the river there, and never passed it without feeling better for the sight of it. Such a mellow, bright, sweet old wall. Oh, what a charming picture it would make an inch and creep, creeping here, a moss growing there, a shy young wine, vine peeping over the top of this spot to see what is going on. Above the, upon the busy river, the sober old ivy clustering a little further down. There are fifty shades and tints and hues in every ten yards of that old wall. If I could only draw and knew how to paint, I'd make, I'd make a lovely sketch of that old wall, I'm sure. I often thought I should like to live at Hampton Court. It looks so peaceful and so quiet. It's so such a de- it's such a dear old place to ramble about round it. The early morning before, many people were about, but there I don't suppose I should really care for it when it came to actual practice. It would be so ghastly dull and depressing in the evenings, in the evening when they all cast uncanny shadows, parallel walls, and echo distant feet ring through the stone cold stone corridors, and drew nearer, and now died away. All was death like silence, save the beating of one's own heart. We are creatures, the sun. We are men and women. We love light and life. That is why we crowd into towns and cities. The country grows more and more deserted each every year. In the sunlight, the daytime, when nature is alive and busy, all around us, we like the open hillsides and the deep woods well enough. But in the night, when our mother earth has gone to sleep, left us waking up, oh, the world seems so lonesome. We get frightened like children in a silent house. When we sit 
There we sit and sob, along the glass-lit lamp streets, the sound of human voices, the answering throb of human life. So he feels so helpless, so little in the great stillness, when the dark trees rustle on those light wind. There's so many ghosts about, their silent sighs make us feel so sad as us gather together the great cities and light huge fire bonfires, million jet gas jets and shout and sing together and feel brave. Harris asked me if I've been in a maze at Hampton Court. I said He said he went to one in once to show somebody else the way he had studied it up in a map and so simple it seemed foolish. Hardly worth the top of submission for tu- for that mission, as he thought the map must have been up, got up as a practical joke because it wasn't a bit like the real thing and only misleading. It's a country cousin that Harris took in. He said, we just go in there so you can stay, so you've been in. It's very simple. So to call it a maze. We'll keep on taking the first turning right. We may just walk around ten minutes then go and get some lunch. He met some people soon after they got inside. We said he'd been there for three week hours, quarter of an hour, and been enough, about enough of it. I had, had, had about enough of it. Harris told them they could, could follow him. They liked. He was just going in. They could to turn around, come out again. He said it was very kind of him. Fell behind and followed. He picked up various other people, wanted to get it over. As he went along, so they had involved with persons in a maze. People were giving up all hope of getting either in or out or ever seen their home and friends again. Plucked up a carriage of sight of Harris, the party joined the process procession, blessing him. Harris said he would judge there. He should judge there must have been 20 people following him in all, one woman with a baby, had been there all morning, insisted on taking his arm for fear of losing him. Harris kept on turning to the right, but it seemed a long way. His cousin said, suppose it was a very big maze. Oh, one of the largest in Europe, said Harris. Yes, it must be, replied the cousin, because we've just walked a good two miles already. Harris began to think. It's rather strange himself, but he held on until at last, past half of a penny bun on the ground that Harris' cousin swore he noticed there seven minutes ago. Harris oh, said, oh, impossible, said but the woman, the baby said, not, not at all, said the bird. As, not at all, as he herself taking it from the child, throwing it down there, just before she met Harris. She also added that she wished she never had met Harris, expressed on a pin, he was an imposter. That made Harris mad. He pro- produced his map and explained his theory. A map shall be, may be right enough, said one of the party. If you know where, if you know the whereabouts in it, we are now. Harris didn't know, and suggested that the best thing to do, go back to the entrance and back again again. Beginning again, the beginning again part of it, there was a much, not much enthusiasm, but with regard to the visibility of going back to the entrance, there was complete anonymity. To go, so they turned and trailed to Harris again, the opposite direction. About ten minutes more passed, they found themselves in the centre. Harris felt at first, pretending that was what he had been looking for at. Crowd looked dangerous, he decided to treat it as an accident. Anyhow, they, not got, they, got, they had got something to start from then. They didn't know where they were. A map was once more consulted. Things seemed simpler than never. After they started for the third time. A few minutes later, they were back in the centre again. After that, they simply couldn't get anywhere else.
But the new way they turn, but the back to the centre, the middle. Seems so regular at length that some of the people stopped there and waited for the others to take a walk round, come back to them. Harris drew out his map again. Other all, the sight of only of it only frustrating the mob. I told him, go and cut his hair with it. Harry said he couldn't help feeling that to a certain extent he would come on had become unpopular. Oh they all got crazy at last and sang out for the keeper. The man came and climbed up the ladder at the side, shouted out instructions directions to them. But all their heads were by this time in such a confused well they were incapable of grasping anything. So the man told them to stop where they were. He would come to them. They huddled together and waited. He climbed down, climbed in. John Keeper, as luck would have it, and knew the business they got in. He couldn't find them. He wandered about trying to get in, trying to get them, and he, then he get lost. He got lost. He caught sight. They caught sight of him every now and then, rushing about the other side of the hedge. He would see them and rush to get to them. They would wait there for about five minutes. He would reappear again in exactly the same spot, and ask them where they had been. I had to wait until one of the old keepers came back from his dinner before they got out. I said he fought a very fine maze so far as he was a judge and agreed he would try to get George to go in it go into it on our way back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 